Welcome to our Living in the Garden podcast. We cannot even begin to express how grateful we are that you are here with us today as we share in our friendship with you and one another. You're here with Allie, Haley, and Taylor, and we are overjoyed to walk through this living garden hand in hand with you. Join us each week as we chat about authentic friendship, our struggle buses, accompaniment, and all of the happies and crappies in between. Without further ado, grab a cup of coffee or a rice cake, cuddle up in your comfy, and let the fun begin. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of our Living in the Garden podcast. We are very excited to have you on with us today. Uh, And because it's episode eight, we decided to get a little crazy and share (laughs) eight different, either answer eight different questions for you guys that are just a little weird. Uh, Definitely just putting ourselves out here and being pretty vulnerable and exposed right now. So try not to judge us, but laugh along with us if you can. And feel free to share in the conversation as well. (laughs) Taylor. Would you like to start us off with our first prompt? Of course. All right. So our first question is, tell us an embarrassing story about yourself. So not a question. Sorry. Prompt. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late for me. From your life, Taylor. Please share. An embarrassing story from my life. Okay. So. This is a different story than I told you guys originally because I had thought of one in my head while we were chatting earlier. But so this story is brought to you by fourth grade Taylor, a lonely girl who just wants friends but is unsure how to make them. Um, so in fourth grade, my teacher, it was Christmas time and she invited us all to bring in any Christmas CDs that we wanted to to listen to the week before we went on Christmas break. And I was like, oh yes, I've got this because just a couple days prior, I was actually at my grandpa and grandma's house and my aunt had burned me this Christmas CD on her computer. You know how we used to do that? You would like take all these songs from other CDs and put it on one. Um, Little did I know though, she had only put like a few songs on the CD and they just kept repeating. Like this one song in particular just kept repeating itself the whole way through. And it was just so embarrassing when my teacher put it in because all my classmates were like, Taylor, what the heck is this? And the song was so weird. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's called Christmas Cookies. And it's talking about like how you put Christmas cookies in the oven. That way, like you have time for like kissing and hugging your husband and I was like what the heck am I listening to right now in fourth grade in my school and yeah I think that's a pretty embarrassing story from fourth grade I hope that made sense it was very traumatizing for my little self sorry pal (laughs) I want to go listen to the song yeah maybe we'll look it up after that yeah you should Allie Okay, this one really exposed me. I've only told the select two people in my life that this has happened. And so y'all should feel pretty privileged with this information. But this happened, I don't know, do I say the year? Yeah, sophomore year of college, pretty embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) I went on a retreat uh, in Duluth and no, I didn't. I just actually. Me dramatizing my dramatizing. Oh my gosh, words are so hard. I'm gonna start over. I didn't go on a retreat. I went to Duluth with some friends, 
and we went to mass with father mike that's probably why it felt like a retreat is because we're like let's go see father mike have like sunday mass and so we went to sunday mass and this is also embarrassing but this is right around my time where i was starting to receive the good lord on my tongue because i thought that it was better to do it that way and so i was you know i hadn't ever really done it before i was kind of a hand receiving type of gal this is pre-covid of course and i like went there you know it takes so much for me to do it because i'm always like gosh doesn't this look weird for the priest when people just stick out their tongues at him <laughs> and so i stuck out my tongue it was father mike serving me communion our good lord and savior jesus christ and he puts the host on my tongue and I'm trying to bring it back into my mouth and the host falls back into the dish and Father Mike goes, uh-oh. And he tries to find it in the rest of the host so because it's obviously been on my tongue at that point and he had to find it and he's like, it's okay, here you go. And I just took it in my hand after that because I was so embarrassed. And I, I was like, oh my gosh. So that really scarred me because it was the first time I was doing it on the tongue, really. And then it was with Father Mike Schmitz. And that just that just hurt a lot of a lot of places in my little little heart. But I hope you enjoyed that <laughs> image. Please don't judge me. <laughs> Thanks for being vulnerable, Allie. You that is so funny. Hi, <laughs> Haley. All right. So my embarrassing story. I have many. Usually I have about 15 per week, but I'm going to bring you back to like high school. And in high school, I, I think it was probably my sophomore year of high school, freshman year of high school. I showed like um, cows in like our local fair and one of my fair friends, she would show sheep. And so after a Friday night show, it was around 9 p.m. We were like, oh my gosh, what if we go and just run the sheep around in the like show arena? And I was like, this would be so fun. Because if you don't know anything about sheep, they really like to be close to each other. So they always go to the fair in pairs. And so we were like, okay, what if we take one sheep to one side of the arena and the other sheep to the other side and they'll run together super duper fast and we'll just like hold on to their halters as we run. And so we go to the arena and I'm on one side and my friend's on the other and we start running towards the center with our sheep. And all of a sudden I trip and I fall and I'm getting dragged by the sheep. And all of a sudden when I let go, because my I was getting rope burned, so I let go and I stood up and I am just covered in cow poop because earlier <laughs> that day was the beef cattle show. And so, yeah, not a pretty sight to be covered in cow poop so I was very embarrassed I had to change into my friend's clothes that she had extra and then I went home kind of sad <laughs> it's kind of gross it was really gross extra clothing I mean I I guess if you like I don't know it's always good to bring an extra pair of clothes I guess when you show cows but yes. I did not come prepared those were some good ones hopefully that made some people laugh uh next question how do you guys feel about putting pineapple on your pizza i know this is pretty controversial so i was gonna say this is a hot topic honestly and people are very strongly opinionated about this but i'm gonna be bold and put my opinion right out there and say that pineapple does in fact belong on pizza it's so good and if you say you don't like it 
try it. I don't believe that you've tried it if you say you don't like it. Did you know, Taylor, that the Italians call, basically for an insult, they'll call you pineapple pizza because they just believe that it carries that much disgrace with it? (laughs) Dang! If I'm offending the Italians, maybe I have to rethink my opinion, but it's just so tasty. No, I agree. I put a good pineapple on some pizza. I like that little, I like that little sweet little zing of it. I Pineapple with like, is it Canadian bacon? Is mm-hmm. that what that is? Oh, so good. There's this like pizza farm that we usually go to and they have the best pineapple pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I used to be a critic of pineapple pizza, which pains me to say, but then um, in like eighth grade, I went to this friend's house and they ordered pineapple on pizza and I was forever converted. Yeah, it's good. That reminds me of us when we had our pizza nights. Wow, precious. So sweet. Distant memories. Okay, Haley, this one's honestly for you, but what weird jobs have you had or just weird stories that have happened at work? I'm not really sure where to start. I've had, I think, 14 jobs. Only I th- a few. <laughs> I, think I, I think I counted a while ago. They're Name written somewhere. Off. Oh, really? Name them off? I don't know. Just can... a few. Oh, okay. I'll try to start back in the beginning. Well, I babysat. And then I worked at Culver's and then I was a social media manager for a coupon business. And then I, um, what happened? Oh, I milked cows for a little bit, my senior summer. And then I also started sewing for this lady in her garage during that summer. Oh, I worked at a bakery as a manager. It got shut down. It did get <laughs> shut down, but a new bakery is there in its place, but that one meets regulations. And then uh, let's see. Camp Gray. I worked at a summer camp for a little bit. Uh, oh, uh, I worked at a design company. It was, we make like buttons and pins and magnets for touristy places all across the country. Hashtag button shop. Yeah, the button shop. That's what I would call it. We love the button shop. It was actually probably my favorite job. I love that place. And then I worked for a local potter wedging her clay. That's only like 10. I'm missing a couple. Oh, I was a janitor. I cleaned tents for a little bit. <laughs> I as a janitor the following, once the tents went down, I worked as a janitor um, at like the night. And then she I had her own mop bucket. <laughs> I had her own mop bucket. If you ever want to know how to clean a bathroom, I've cleaned many, many bathrooms. <laughs> um, And then now I'm doing an after school care program. I have another job signed up, lined up for the summer. So soon I'll have 16. Oh, I worked for my dad's business for a little bit too. He is a welder, so I do a bunch of fun stuff. Oh, and then I, I started my own pottery business last year. So I make and sell my own pots. Wow. Many yeah. treats. All you men out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do many things. I'm intimidated. Many skills in weird areas and of if, careers. If you don't have them, she probably will. And if the cow milked, I can milk the cow. <laughs> You're not okay. I can clean the toilet. <laughs> I don't ever have any like really interesting stories from a job, though. You know, 
I think they're just strange enough in themselves that they are the story. <laughs> the story is required when you've worked that many jobs. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wait, I actually do have a story. One time when I was working at this bakery, I actually dumped out an entire mop bucket of water all over the floor. I don't know if that's a very common thing to do, but it took me forever to, to mop it mop up. That all that water up. That would be a little bit tricky. That was also an embarrassing story in my life. But yeah, I worked at a pizza restaurant during high school, and it was just a little strange in and of itself. But one story that comes to mind when I think of it was just this one that I just had weird interactions with men it's such a which is really weird for a pizza restaurant but it's what it was and one time this group of boys left their number written in ketchup on a plate it was a pizza buffet and they just wrote their number on a plate and my name on it and that was their way of giving me their number and that was the weirdest experience I think I've ever had and so I was you know collecting the plates after that and I just took that one in the back room and I sprayed that sucker off and I washed that plate clean <laughs> very symbolic in many ways but that was <laughs> my one weird story from work there's probably a few others but that I've never had anybody else write anything on on a plate with ketchup for me before you have to give them creativity points I mean they're really trying I mean, really, to like write out a whole phone number and they spelled my full name, which is Allison, which just takes a few extra letters. They probably use more than one ketchup packet. So, oh, they were packets? Not yeah. Even like this. Oh, wow. They really wanted you to text them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? Hi, you gave me your phone number and ketchup. <laughs> I, I think I might have. And that's a really good conversation starter. <laughs> what about you okay well I haven't worked quite as many odd jobs but during the summer I always or normally I clean cabins and work just for this resort in my area and it's normally really really fun but one of the odd quirks about my job is that we have a garden called the secret garden and it's full of different gnomes and fairies and um elves different mythical creatures such as that which is actually kind of fun but it gets a little weirder when we do this thing called elf spree every year where i am now in charge of creating elf-like activities for the children <laughs> and one of the activities i had to do was making an elf newspaper and all these elves have like names and personality traits, every single one in the garden. And there's hundreds of them in the garden. So I'm out here just trying to make news up about these elves, but it has to be correct. Otherwise I have to redo it. And it was just very crazy because I had never in my life that I'd find myself writing an elf newspaper. So I think that's probably one of my weirder tasks I've ever done at work. But it turned out being kind of fun. <laughs> Just in a weird way. I would love to attend Elf Spree one year. It really sounds invigorating. No, I was really <laughs> bummed I couldn't go this year. Honestly, I do too. I didn't get to go because I had to go back and start school. And I was kind of bummed that I missed it because that took me a heck of a lot of work to put that baby together. All right. Our next question 
is probably the most um, important question on this list, I would say. Would you not agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So please um, think about your answer. Don't just give one willy-nilly, all right? The question is, what is your favorite way to eat a potato? Raw. Just kidding. <laughs> like an apple. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me of what I was trying to carry. Okay, do you guys ever like carry something up the stairs and then it drops and you're like, yeah, I'll get it later. Remember when I, I did that once, but I was carrying a lot of potatoes and I dropped a potato and my dog ate the potato <laughs> and I couldn't get it away from him. And then apparently potatoes raw are not good for dogs. So that's just a news announcement for all of y'all. Don't let your dog eat the potato, but I let him eat half of it. Anyway, I would not recommend eating it raw. I am a cut it up, put it in some tin foil with a good chunk of butter, some different seasonings, and slap that sucker on the grill, turn it up, get a little crispy on the edges, and you eat that every single summer night if you can. That is my favorite way to eat a potato. A little bougie, I know, but what can I say? Delicious. Tay, what's your favorite way to eat a potato? I think my favorite way is mashed. Classic uh, mashed potatoes, but can't be the ones from the box. Those are just not so good. Has to be the real deal, you know. You mash that really, yeah. so that's fake. What do you put in your mashed potatoes? Um, I mean, I'm pretty simple. In high school, we used to do this thing though, where they would let all the kids um, leave during lunch and we could go to this church and they would put on meals for us every Wednesday. And my favorite one to go to when it was the mashed potato bar, it was so good, but they would have like bacon and cheese and broccoli and just like, oh my goodness, sour cream, all the good toppings for it. And that was just my life. So yeah, if I could recreate the mashed potato, that's how I'd want it. Mm. My favorite kind of way to eat a potato is any potato that is fried in oil deep fried <laughs> <laughs> french fries tater tots hash browns put that sucker in oil and some salt and i will eat it <laughs> but, <laughs> but anything deep fried is my favorite way to eat potatoes classic did y'all have we're on question number five now but did y'all have any good childhood nicknames my childhood nickname has kind of remained with me, just Tay May, because, you know, Tay for my first name, May because it's my middle name, Tay May. Mm, love that. Mine was Gator. Can you think why? Alligator. Mm, you got it. Isn't that kind of cute? Aww. So Some cute. Mom called me Alleybug, but only to embarrass me in front of my classmates, so I preferred Gator. <laughs> that is, like, kind of cool to me, you know? I should like, just say that edgy what up gator yeah. <laughs> like during sports i feel like i'd be intimidated if there was a girl named gator on the other team yeah and that was you <laughs> yeah i would be like i quit intimidated <laughs> by me so i <laughs> probably needed a good nickname <laughs> every time i stepped up to bath like, easy <laughs> no not true no the worst is when they're like bring it in out yeah. <laughs> and that's why I never played softball because it would have been humiliating that's why I switched sports <laughs> <Right>, girl <laughs> oh my 
gosh, Haley. So I think you just opened up a wound. <laughs> I always say that twice. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. I'm trying to make that more discreet. Oh. Just kidding. It's a it's a game. But yeah. So- <laughs> Well, my childhood nickname was Speedy. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was so slow to get ready for anything. (laughs) It was never like an enduring way. It was always like, let's go, Speedy. (laughs) Hurry up, Speedy. We're leaving in five minutes. (laughs) Get in the car. Everyone's waiting, Speedy. Okay, that made me sad for you, kind of. No, it was good for me. It made me go faster. But when I did go faster, it just, the nickname never left. I go home, I'm still called Speed. <laughs> Poor girl. Poor thing. But it's good. Oh, man. Well, well, now since I'm already crying, <laughs> what are some of our character flaws? Mm, my biggest maybe not my biggest, but one of my big character flaws is that I never carry cash with me. I always, I just have cards. And so then when you want to pay for something that's a dollar, it's just kind of dumb (laughs) because you don't have a dollar with you. So that's something I need to change in my life. Yeah. I always do that. And the cashier looks at me and then at the card and looks at me again and takes the card. Like, I'm so sorry. me and they're like we can't run this and I'm like oh well shoot better go find some quarters (laughs) how many pennies do you have there (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I would say my character flaw is nobody can hear me is I have a very soft spoken voice and so so often people have to ask me to say that again um the other week when I was teaching, my teacher stopped me halfway through and she's like, she said this all in Spanish, but she's like, she has a very soft voice. That's the way it is. You need to listen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry, guys. But I have heard that it like, I do force people to listen in that sense. You know what I mean? Like you really have to listen if you want to hear what I'm going to say. And so good or bad thing. Um, Jordan used to tell me that I was like the girl on Pitch Perfect that nobody can hear. <laughs> So I don't know if that's my identity, but maybe. <laughs> no, you're not. You're much more, I don't know how to explain it. Here's the thing. Everyone wants to hear what you're saying because you speak so much goodness and truth always. So it's worth tuning in a little bit harder for you. Totally. That was sweet. Haley, what about you? Um, my character flaw is that I will never say no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I if someone's like can I go to the bathroom quick and I'm like oh yeah sure you go ahead can I go take a shower I always ask if I can take a shower and sometimes she just says it because she knows I need to go brush my teeth I'm like oh yeah go for it <laughs> it's just a test I said no Haley you need to brush your teeth <laughs> tell me no if someone asked me to go jump off of the cliff I probably would be like sure I'll come with <laughs> that would be my character flaw okay I'm really really excited for this one because I think you guys forgot what happened to me once but what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn (laughs) 
Did you want to go first, Allie, or did you want us to share first? I can share. Okay. <laughs> so I got these really cool pair of missionary pants, I called them. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor hasn't made the connection yet. Anyway, so I got these pair of pants. I was super excited about them. Um, one day they got a tiny little hole in them, but it was okay. I got it before, before it really got too big. And so then Haley and I had a sewing night one night on our living room floor, and I just patched those buddies right on up. No harm, no foul. I went to work the next day and I wore my pants. <laughs> this is, it hurts me a little bit. But anyway, halfway through work, I was like, hmm, <laughs> this is so weird. Why can I feel the chair on my butt <laughs> more than you would on an average, average day? Um, so I got up and I kind of was like, gosh we're feeling a little bit of air back there <laughs> and so, i'm so sorry this is getting a little graphic i had the huge hole on my butt after from my pants because i had repaired the hole but for some reason i did a very very bad job and it just grew so it was like literally the size of my fist <laughs> and nobody told me and I had been walking around the whole day with that <laughs> I was so embarrassed and so I like sneakily tried to like take my cardigan off and like tie it around my waist like a little middle school kid who like you know ties their sweatshirts around their waist but it was really because I had the huge hole in my butt and I literally <laughs> wore that the whole day and so that was honestly just so embarrassing but yeah, I don't know if there's really any coming back from it. It was just pretty embarrassing. <laughs> nothing really good came out of that. We need to stop sewing because my pair, pair of pants also like ripped a huge hole in it during Allie's like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> was it? Haley, we have issues with our pants. I was sitting at Allie's bridal shower and I was like, oh my gosh, I have the biggest hole in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> they were the same pair of pants that I also sewed that night. Oh my gosh, okay, more like The things you sewed for me have held up. I know, that's why I don't understand. Maybe your holes are just in the right places. Yeah, I was just <laughs> More love the story. If you ever get a hole like in your butt, just probably get rid of the pants. Burn the pants. <laughs> the motion. Bring it. Okay. Have you guys ever worn anything just very embarrassing? Well, maybe not quite as embarrassing as that. I don't want to say that, but wow, girl. I'm glad you made a comeback from that, though. Um, I think my more embarrassing clothing story days came from, like, you know, elementary, middle school. I really wanted to be, like, a cool fashion girl, you know? Like, that is, like, the identity I strive to have when I was younger, Um. So oftentimes you could find me with white leggings, a pair of neon pink justice shorts, a long, like, you know, the camis that you kind of like pull down past your butt a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That girl. Uh -huh. <laughs> Obviously I was that girl. I was <laughs> trying to be cool. So I pulled it past my butt a little bit and then you put on like, you know, the, like the shirt that's like maybe, I don't know, maybe like a little cropped, but kind of like flowy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. that was a very common outfit for me and then I would put on feather earrings mm -hmm. and it was just 
a look. I'll have to try to find a picture for you guys. I felt very fashionable. And honestly, I don't regret it because I owned it and it was wonderful in the moment. But looking back, it is a little, little embarrassing, a little cringeworthy. Yeah, those were the days, the feather days. I loved those feather earrings. Bring the feathers back. <laughs> honestly, I'm going to go find those and just start wearing them because they were iconic. They really were. Wow. Haley. Ah. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've always been kind of a blend in with the crowd kind of a thing. So I always wear like a sweatshirt and some jeans. But in high school, I was an FFA officer, which meant I had to wear my official dress for FFA. Now, I don't know if you guys know what that is. Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> but I know it's funny. I need to look it up. Wait, Allie, you know that? Yeah. I'm surprised. Okay, yeah, let me okay. picture this for our FFA official dress. It's actually super cool if you go to a convention and you're all wearing the same thing. It's sweet. But if you're in high school, it's super awkward because everyone stares at you and you're and they're like, why are you wearing a blue corduroy jacket with a black skirt, some nylons and some black shoes? But yeah. And I also, oh my gosh, I got my wisdom teeth taken out the day I had to wear these. So I, somebody asked, my agriculture teachers, if I broke my jaw, <laughs> I was so swollen in my official dress. I forgot oh, about that. You poor thing. I was like, no, but I'm in a lot of pain. Can I go home? <laughs> so I went home early that day. I can't believe you went to school after you got your wisdom teeth removed. She was, I think I got them out Friday and it was that Monday. And I so oh, I was gonna say you weren't like high on the loopy gas still, but I guess after wow, that is not taking the meds. I didn't take the meds and I mm. shouldn't have mm. straight Tylenol. Oh. <laughs> it was rough. Okay, girl. Okay, that was really funny. All right, I hope somebody laughed at that. Okay, uh -oh. should we move on? This is our last one. This is the crazy of eights. You've been through it through us with a lot right now. So thanks for hanging on. Um Kayla, you want to ask the last question? Okay, the last question is what's the funniest place you have ever fallen asleep? I would say for me it was a government compound back in Guyana where there was red ants and mice on the floor and I just slept with my head on a backpack <laughs> next to several other human bodies. No further questions. <laughs> I just what tops that? I mean it tops that. <laughs> I literally remember falling asleep to one of the girls being like, we were with sisters, so she's like, mother. I feel the ants. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're biting me too. Oh, brave. I just heard the mice. I was like, <laughs> I can't fall asleep. So I guess that's inaccurate. I didn't sleep there. I just stayed on the couch. <laughs> just stayed on the backpack. Oh my gosh. Wow. I hate that. That's crazy. I think my weirdest place I've ever fallen asleep was my sophomore year of college I had to run a gas kiln it's like massive kiln at our campus and it kept shutting off and it was like a two-day experience of the shutting off and I was like no it's not gonna shut off again so I just stayed there the entire night and I pulled in the uh like college campus like lounge uh furniture into the kiln room and I just slept there and I got up every 15 minutes to check 
the kiln <laughs> to make sure it was still on and log the temperature and go back to sleep. And then at 9 a.m. it went off again, but I quickly got up and got it. So that was the weirdest place I ever slept. Or I actually didn't sleep because every 15 minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are living a crazy life because honestly, I've never done anything close to either of those two. I've been very fortunate and I've always probably slept on a bed unless I'm camping, but then you're like signing up to sleep on the ground, you know? Um, but I think maybe, maybe the weirdest place I've ever slept. I was with Allie. We were in Guyana, but I was not where she was. We were in a house. But a little funny story for you to just show you how um, different Ellie and I are. We had to put these nets around our beds because, you know, there's lots of bugs and whatever. Um, and my net had a couple holes. So I was like, oh, I'll just duct tape those shut. And I'm sitting there like just journaling in bed and one of the pieces of tape falls on me and I scream because I'm just convinced it's like a tarantula or something on me. And then I look down and it's a piece of tape. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of embarrassing, but um, it's my reality. That was good too. <laughs> moment. I would like to imagine myself to be braver than that, but the reality is I'm just not. <laughs> Honestly. Wow. Thanks for living those eight random crazy questions, ladies. That was that was a fun little jaunt down memory lane. So yeah. hopefully y'all know a little bit about us now. We exposed ourselves. We are young, naked, and afraid. <laughs> Just kidding. We're just a little exposed. <laughs> really, I don't wear those pants anymore. <laughs> They're gone. Wow. Hope you didn't expose yourself too much, and now you're like, these girls are weird. I need to sign out. <laughs> oh, please don't. Please come back. We enjoy sharing all these weird things with you. We really do. We want you to feel like you're sitting on a bed with us. Yeah. We just want you to feel like you're one of the girls, you know, just popping up, sharing the stories, sharing the tea, you know, yep. sharing all the things. All right. We will catch you next week, though. We're looking forward to our conversation with you then. We're looking forward to a little two-part series. So buckle up, everybody. It's going to get a little wild. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for walking with us today. We hope that you can encounter the gardener of your soul this week. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram at Living in the Garden Podcast and tune in with us next week. Until then, peace out.